yo, 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 what's up, everybody? We are here with another episode of Should I Play That? Guess what, guys? What? Oh, yeah. What? 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 I'm excited. You want to know why I'm excited? Yes, I do. <laughs> Listen, because it's the end of the year. We are so close to our Game of the Year episode, which you should definitely check out. It's right around the corner. And I've just, I've had a decent week. I've had a decent weekend, and I've had some fun. I definitely had some fun this weekend, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But before we get into that, Rod, how you yes. doing, man? Oh, man. Uh, so, still in the process of moving things, so I'm very tired. Um, I have to actually get up extremely early tomorrow morning because um, I'm actually so I was driving my car you know as as you do and uh, coming back from from lunch heading back to my job and man uh, there was a truck a large like dump truck thing that kicked a big ass rock right into my windshield and oh, cracked no, it clean no. did you yeah. get did you get the license plate and everything Man, I did, but there's nothing that they could do about it. Um, there's nah. nothing that might, like my insurance, like, I mean, they're going to cover it. Well, I, I have to pay a little bit, but like, they're going to mostly kind of sort it out. But I did get a, uh, got a windshield repair person actually coming to my actual job and replacing it there, um, which will be nice. So I don't have to actually miss any time. Um, but. I was say that, so th- those, those commercials actually work then. <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so i wish i didn't have to find out firsthand but um <laughs> but yeah so it, it's been it's been a rough week it, it's been very busy uh at my job and um you know i'm i'm exhausted but but like you said game of the year is around the corner you know in more ways mm-hmm. than one we've we, we've got the game awards which has actually not aired when we're recording this but uh, by the time it's out, it will have. So congratulations to whichever one of those won. Um, I swear to God, if it's Death Stranding, I'm going to... Hey. Um... <laughs> it, 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 look, hey, man, it could be a masterpiece for all we know. I, I gave up on that game. <laughs> and and it's, it's just not for me. Yeah. It's not for a lot of people, but I guess enough people like it where... It might win it. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see by next week whether or not I'm like eating crow. And you know, it's true. It, it who who knows? Who knows? I'm sure we're gonna have tons to talk about uh, from that show next week, which will be really exciting. But it'll actually be the last, technically the last show, like the re- last regular show that we've got planned for the year uh, mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. So because we're doing some a uh, few special episodes for the next. Uh, and to pretty much till the end of the year, uh, going into next year. So, yeah, we've got some exciting stuff planned, Chris. So I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. So, um, before before even jumping into like our normal show, I I definitely do want to shout out that you know this past weekend, if you guys follow me on social media, once again that's SSJ Blackerot. Um, dang, I need to go ahead and put it on our like. Should I play that page too? Just to, just to shout them out, but. Um, this past weekend, I was on another podcast called the Henny Haters Club, which is, it's, it's interesting. Like, I always like have to like explain this in a certain way. Henny Haters Club is a podcast where 
you know, the, the hosts, they, they don't like Henny. They feel like Henny is overrated. So they like every week to bring up a new type of liquor or liqueur and, you know, you know, try it out, talk about it. But then what I also love about the, the show is that, you know, it's, uh, they also talk about what's real. So they talk about relationships. They talk about sports, mm-hmm. pop culture. It's, you know, I want to say it's, it's like black Twitter in a podcast, which yeah. I feel like, I wonder how they really feel about that tagline. I don't know, but that's how, that's sort of the hot take that I get off of it. But, um, it's, you know, it's ran by, uh, if you guys remember, I'm trying to remember which episode he was on, but, uh, Darius, he was a guest way yeah. back. Uh, like, I want to say, was it before double digits? Yeah, it was before. He was one of the first guests we had, I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he might have been one of the first couple of guests, but, um, yeah, so Darius from one of those, from one of those past episodes, I should have looked it up. I feel really bad for not looking it up, but, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a new podcast that him and two of his other friends are running and I had a great time. I had a really fun time. I, uh, mixed two drinks for them. My gift to them was like, you know, me polishing up a little bit of my, you know, my bartending skills and I had two drinks for them. I had one, which is a shot. It was a, you can really think of it as like a cinnamon toast crunch shot. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, the best way to describe that type of shot is if, if you like cinnamon toast crunch and you like how the milk tastes when you're like pretty much done mm. with the cereal. Okay. Imagine, imagine that, but with alcohol in it. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, so just. Oh, by the way, uh, Darius was on episode eight. That's the episode nice. he was on. Um, and, and I want to say definitely that I was able to check out the show, uh, the episode that you were on. Um, and of course you did awesome, but, but, you know, the podcast itself was really entertaining. So definitely go check that, uh, ch- check that show out for sure because it's really, really good. Um, and I, <laughs> I knew it was going to be special when all they could say in the description. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, was talk about your cocktail <laughs> it's yes. and that was the it's second insane. drink i made the second drink which on the show i named subscribe to the shit i play that podcast uh that's it, it's a working title guys it's a working title for the drink but it is a think of it as like a a margarita it's like a crown apple margarita but uh for that particular episode we did it with jack apple and they loved it. Like mm. to the point where I feel like for a good like 20 minutes, that's what they, they were, they were talking about. I want to say I, like I gave the ingredients to that drink at least five times within those 20 minutes. Oh, good God. <laughs> How are you still alive? <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a fun, that was an interesting night. But yeah, so definitely check out that episode. It was episode 10 of the Henny Hayes Club. And, um, some good times. I feel like, you know, we're going to have some more collaborations down the road. We're already in talks of some, you know, different things, you know, 2020. I was about to, for some strange reason, I was about to say 2012, but 2020, I feel like it's going to be a really good year for people that are creating content, sort of like us. 
Right. Where I feel like it's a it's a good like you know starting point where if you're really trying to buckle down with your content creation, right? Just just go for it. If you if you have the passion for it, just this is the year to like go for it. And this is what we're doing. So mm-hmm. definitely be on the lookout for that. But um, I guess we can sort of start swinging into the should I play that stuff. Uh, but I definitely had to shout out uh the Henny Haters Club, and I guess whoever's listening is coming in. From that, once again, thank you for listening. But also, thank you for, uh, I, I guess, people that are consistent week to week, people that have been here from day one. Definitely want to shout you guys out. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, we went ahead and post, I had a little post about uh, our you know year in review from Spotify. So I don't know how you listen to the podcast, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, forgive me, but I'm, I at some point I'm gonna get consistent with YouTube. <laughs> I say that every week, but listen, guys, it's it's a lot to do in a week. But I have to find some sort of way to like get it going. But if you listen to us on YouTube or whatever way you're listening to us, we want to thank you. Yeah, we really do. Um, it was cool seeing like the stats. It was really cool. Seeing all the countries that have tuned in, uh, I think Spotify, they shouted out like a couple countries, but when I went to SoundCloud where, you know, we're yeah. hosted, God damn, listen, <laughs> I, I really appreciate like the, I can't even like, there's so many countries that showed up on that list. I am yeah. extremely humbled. Yeah. And I want to thank you guys. Absolutely. I echo everything you, you said. I'm probably going to talk about that a little bit later in the show, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, once again, like, like, you know, we like thanking you guys, like shouting you guys out because without you guys, you know, we're just two guys just talking about <laughs> video games. <laughs> it's really exciting when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what we like doing yeah. at the beginning of every episode is we like doing a little recap of what we've been playing. So, um, with that, Rod, what you been playing? So with Black Friday that just passed, I picked up a Cuphead on Switch. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and uh, it was it's really 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 good. So you and I played this uh, on PC like maybe last year or something. Yeah. Like co-opted it. Uh, we're maybe like half of it. I don't even know if we got off of World One, right? We, we I think we just got to World Two and it was like, yo, look at the time. It's late. Because I think <laughs> I think it was after recording something. I think that's when we did it. Right. Yes. So um, kind of diving back into this world is. So much fun. Um, if you don't know what Cuphead is, it is by um, it was is it by is it Studio MH, MHD? I want to say it's something like that. I'll get that. I'll correct that later. But um, yeah, it's from a pretty small studio here. Um, and they uh exclusively released on the Xbox originally. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's it is a platformer uh platforming run and gun type thing i, I don't want to say bullet hell but it feels yeah, bullet mm, it's but it's bullet hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it, it feels that way. It feels that way sometimes. Um, it, but it, the, 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 the hook though is that, it, I mean, it's punishing just like in old, in older, you know, 80s, 90 title, uh, usually bullet hell is, yeah, right, right. Um, uh, like one typically is, but the hook is that it is entirely in a, a 30s, a 1930s aesthetic. Which is not merely a gimmick. It is something that encapsulates this entire experience. Um, so, and I don't think we've talked about this game on this show yet. Um, so I, I'm pretty hyped to just kind of dive a little bit into that. Just, yo, just go ahead and gush because like this, this game is beautiful. Like yeah. I think it's, it's all hand drawn, right? Yes, yes, it's all hand drawn. I want to say it's partially what took the developers uh, so long. It's Studio MDHR. That's that's their name. Um, and it, it it they had to. I want to say this. These are the developers who had to like remortgage their house or something. Yeah, like, that was them. Um, and like in order to make this game. But now, I mean, it's it's a top selling title. Um, on I want to say most of these, like pretty much all the platforms that it's come out on at this point. Um, hugely popular with a cult following. It's actually gonna have a a uh, an animated series on Netflix that's gonna release, which is fascinating. Um, and and very worthy. Like once you see the art for this thing, um, it really is. Uh, it's stunning. Like what they were able to translate into a game. I know that there's been like some controversy over you know the kind of um vaudevillian art that it uses and how like that was you know kind of you know there was some racism depicted back in the day using this art style um cuphead doesn't really touch on any of that at least not nothing that i've played so far um but you know i I understand all of those criticisms but um the, the game itself uh is is very very good um and i have actually found myself really enjoying it um you have you know endless uh, ammo for your little finger gun that you have so you can kind of just constantly spam that you get a nice little uh, dodge move so you can kind of zip around the stage um, and avoid enemies and obstacles and things like that it's mostly a boss rush game so most people didn't know that when it came out i i I'm not sure if I even did, but um, there aren't a lot of traditional stages. It is mostly comprised of you defeating bosses, and the and it the the joy of the game for me so far has been trying to memorize patterns and utilize that to my advantage in order to take down these bosses. Um, and I have I honestly thought I would have or be having way more trouble with this game than I am right now. Like I mean I'm not saying like I'm great or anything but like i actually didn't think i was going to get past like the third stage without getting super frustrated and i'm actually um i'm like i've just started world two so and i'm solo right now there's no online co-op or anything like that um you have to only co-op with a like local partner which on some level I which respect. is which doesn't <laughs> say which is cool because i feel like they're going for like that old school like side scrolling like bullet hell type of game so exactly. um it's, it's a fun game. It really is. Like, yeah. I, did you, did you catch it on sale? What you, what you pick it up? Like, you picked it up on the Switch, right? Yes, yes. There was a Black Friday sale that I, I went ahead and grabbed it on. Um, it was like five or six dollars off. And then I had like a few hundred coins that I could use for, yeah, like, to, yeah, use those, use those coins, man. A lot yeah. of people sleep on those. Yeah, they do. They do. And they're right there to just utilize. So I knocked this game to like ten dollars just about. So, which is great. 
that's it's great. I don't see this game on sale for that price very often, so I was like, all right. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really impressed with this game. You know, again, I kind of played it before, but like having it handheld just works. It just works for this game, and and the art remains beautiful um, in terms of just like how fluid it is. And yeah, there's just not there's not a lot wrong with this right now. You know what's cool about Cuphead? I feel like Cuphead is that type of game that you could bust out when you have your buddies over. Yeah. You could bust it out when you have your significant other over. You could I could I could see this working at like a party. Like mm. if you got like, you know, some people here like, you know, have a couple drinks or I guess just Hey, if you're not drinking, just if you're there, I don't know. But, <laughs> <If you're breathing. laughs> yeah. but like just, but just seeing people like try out a level, and the, I can see this. This is the type of game where you could have like either one person like trying out a level, and then when they die, they could pass a controller. You could do that with like two controllers being passed around. This is the type of game that is just it's 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 fun because of like you know the the music is really good. The whole aesthetic like pulls everything together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing is that it's, it's, it's so much of the visuals. Like I mentioned the visuals several times at this point, but it really is everything else as well. I mean, even down to the, the way that the menus are written, um, to the dialogue, the way that people speak to you is very like thirties, um, or how you would imagine it to be like a lot of the media back then. Um, you know, it's, it's very much that even the music, the, the main title screen is literally a, uh, is a, is a 30s rendition, like a barbershop quartet almost of like, of a cuphead theme, um, with lyrics that are, you know, about this character of cuphead. Um, so, you know, that's cool. And King Dice, like the one of the, the antagonists has his own sort of, uh, theme song, which is like this very villainous kind of booming, uh, uh, tune where, you know, it, it, it just, oozes oozes character like this whole thing from top to to freaking bottom like it's it's really special this this game is awesome really i'm I'm having a good time and i didn't expect to say that about this game because i just you only hear about how hard it is and how you know much people rage quit it but but i haven't done that yet and uh i'm, I'm having a, a hell of a time so nice nice yeah, so that's Cuphead. And the other thing I've played this week, I've been really busy this week, so I haven't played a lot. In fact, I didn't even touch Outer Worlds, which I'm, I'm sad about that. I'm ashamed. Um, but, but, but it is good, because I feel like you, that's the type of game that you sort of have to, like, dive in. Like, you can't really, like, pick up and play that. Like, you have to, like, take in everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Game of the Year. So it's like, I really want to kind of, get through some Fair of this point. Fair point. Yeah, but um but yeah, I the I've been playing more modern warfare and we've kind of talked about this last week a little bit, but I do want to make more comments about the campaign cuz I played a lot more campaign. Um, I don't even know how long this thing is at this point, but I must be reaching the end or close to the end. And I have to say, Chris, like I'm kind of impressed with the campaign. Like Hmm. I'm, I mean, I, so that's not surprising though, because I, I honestly, at, to this point, I haven't played a Call of Duty campaign where I was like, eh, this is stupid. I don't really care. They've, they've done like they, like the, I feel like they put good, like they, there's a lot of care that goes into the campaigns. 
whether it comes down to how it write, uh, like how they write the stories, um, like just how it sounds, like like just through like the sound mechanics. Yeah. It's just, like when you when you're playing the Call of Duty, like it's, I know for some people it's like, oh, you know, it's Call of Duty, you just shoot stuff, but I can respect the amount of work that goes into it. Yeah, and a lot of work goes into it, right? I mean, they've the production values of on this, you know, are are really high in terms of you know uh, graphical fidelity and and things like that. Like, I mean, it, it looks it looks amazing. It's it's there are scenes that take place at night that are chilling because of what you're doing, um, and and how it looks. It looks like something that you know you might see on a newscast, which can totally turn people off, and I understand that completely um especially given the <laughs> the timeline that we're living in right now um so like i i i understand that totally um but it it helps with immersion at least for me as i'm playing it um for sure to see some of the stuff uh, ripped from the headlines out now i know uh, there was a very experimental level that i felt was hit or met or or miss but it was ambitious it was the most ambitious that i think i've seen a call of duty game get in in quite a while and uh i don't want to say too much about it but it is a sequence where you are you are playing as a particular uh person who is outside of the main roster that you've played up to this point um and it's a sequence that doesn't last uh extraordinarily long but it is it is definitely something that I, I looked at and was like, oh, okay, well, they're clearly taking a risk here. Um, and maybe we could talk a little bit about that later, especially when you get to that point. But something about these type of games that really kind of get stale after a while is that these military first-person shooters – tend to kind of blind the player with a lot of smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. and give you the illusion of choice. They make it they make it seem like the world and situation or conflict is much, much bigger than what it actually is. Uh, when in reality you're really you're on rails and yeah. you can't really stray too far from that because the more that you stray from it, the closer you get to a, a fail state and the closer you are to breaking um breaking your your immersion and i feel like this game has that a little bit but i think it does it even it does an even better job of hiding a lot of those strings too often you see them and in this one you it's a little tougher and i'm not sure if it's just the dynamic nature of the encounters or if the the production values in terms of like the voice acting and character animations, if, if all of those contribute to that feeling, which I bet it does, um, I think this might be like the series working like kind of at its apex, like it's, or at least as close to it as it's gotten since a modern warfare one, which I thought, I, I personally think is, is maybe one of the best single player campaigns, uh, of all time. And, uh, especially in, in first person shooter. Uh, you know that realm. So I, I think that this is this is 
getting to that point, like where it's really, really exciting for me. Um, and getting away from the campaign, the multiplayer stuff, I'm a little more iffy on. I think it's fun. I think, I think it's fun. Cause, alright, so I guess, like, cause, um, I've also played Modern Warfare, uh, this past week, but I feel like I played, I only played the multiplayer this past week, so. Okay. Yeah, so I sort of want to jump in on this conversation for the multiplayer aspect. Um, when it comes down to multiplayer, like, it's, if you've played Call of Duty for, like, the last couple of years, it's more or less what you expect to get out of Call of Duty. Uh, so, you know, you know, making your loadouts, um, I think there's, like, different, uh, like, classes, quote unquote. Is that in this one too, or my? Uh, um, kind of not. Re- I mean, you sort of can customize your perks, but 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 I want to, I want to challenge you on something for a second though, because yeah, because you know you you said that, that like if you've been playing Call of Duty for the last few years, like it's it's more of that. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I'm convinced that this it, is just more of that. I feel but, like it's it's a little bit of everything that's come out over the past couple of years because you yes. have yeah because it's. Okay, so I see what you're saying. It's a little bit of everything because it's, um, I know last year they, you know, was their, like their first jump into the whole battle royale thing. Um, they, it, there isn't a battle royale in this one, but they did stick to like the whole like large scale battles, which if you play Battlefield, you should be used to. Um, yeah. that mode, uh, I don't know. I'm yeah. not, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't really too happy about that mode because it was, it, it tried to make it feel like Battlefield, but at the same time, you still had the Call of Duty mechanics behind it. So at some point, like, I feel like the other team, they racked up on their kill streaks. And there was, there was just a lot going on at one point where if, if, once again, if people are using their kill streaks all at once and you're not equipped to take out, like, you know, these jets or these helicopters that are just gunning you down, which, like, for me, I just jumped into the game. So I was like, level what? four or five didn't have a rocket launcher so i literally couldn't do anything uh against these guys unless i then again i think this is probably like a loadout with a rocket launcher yeah it's a loadout with a rocket launcher but you don't but i mean i get your point and you're right like you can't really you're you're not immediately equipped to even spec your character enough to deal with threats like that like yeah. and and that's kind of always been the frustration with with these games, for the most part, I think it's something that Modern Warfare 1 didn't have as much of a problem with, at least to me. Um, it felt like... But I also think that the speed of that game is different. And that's something else with that. This Modern Warfare is uh, it, it's completely different from... This feels like a slower game. I mean, this is a slower game. Like, you are not moving... It is, yeah, because, you're, I mean, you're you're not moving... You're not, you're not reckless. How about that? This game, if you're reckless, you're not having fun. Then again, you know, uh, we're jumping in now where I heard when the game came out, if you had a shotgun, you were literally, your shotgun had like the words reckless painted on the side of it. Cause I heard it was like, it was, it was really overpowered, but they did fix that. I, I feel like this game, it, it has its moments where you have to be tactical and if you're not tactical, like you're a huge detriment to not only yourself, but your team. Cause I, re- I like how there's like on like certain maps, they, you know, there's like night mode where at that point, you know, you have your night vision goggles on. And if you have your, um, laser pointers on, like your other, the other team could see that. So it adds a whole different layer of like, 
instead of running into a room or running into a cave, you sort of have to like sit back and sort of wait a little bit. So you're you're saying that this is promoting camping more than the other ones? Mm, I mean, yeah, in a way. Mm. I mean, I've noticed a lot of camping, but I mean, that's also, I mean, any of these games to me. But yes, it is egregious. I don't love almost any of the the maps on here. Um, there's one that I think is okay. I think the Piccadilly one is kind of interesting. But again, I think most of the fights sort of funnel into like two places in that map, which I think is most of the problem in in this game. I don't think a lot of the choke points are very interesting to fight in. Um, you end up getting shot in the back more often than not. Um, it, it just ends up being frustrating rather than satisfying. Um, and yeah, I, I find myself playing... What modes are you playing the most of right now? I think I... I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm bouncing between Team Deathmatch and then whatever that control like mode was that we played the, together the, the one that um oh yeah we did play that together i barely yeah. remember that um yeah so that was the one where we capture the point and then like but you don't have spawns if you don't have the flag or something exactly right? yeah. yes so that mode is cool like i actually probably like that one the most um so i've been playing that and i've been playing a little bit of 2v2 the the cage fight or gunfight whatever it is um and those are cool that team deathmatch is like the standard i want to level up just for like you know 15 minutes or something and i'll I'll go do that um and I, other than that like those are that's it like though that's i don't really like i'm with you on the ground war thing i don't really play hardcore all that much because the lack of hud kind of annoys me um but the but i get why people play it and i mean it's got cool aspects to it but ground war i think you pretty much nailed that like i it's this game almost feels like it's trying it's like trying to be battlefield light and it shouldn't like when it's doing that it 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 falters to me yeah yeah. um and it's just it ended up not being it's you know, be Call of Duty. Be, don't don't take half steps towards something else. Like you know, but you also see the influence of other games in the genre, like Battle Passes. You know, it's trying to do that. You know, all the yeah, DLCs. like it's, I think um, when we were jumping in, like they just started their whole like season one thing, where it yeah. was a big update. Uh, jumping into the game, they had like a cutscene. So you know, in this day and age, you know, 2019, 2020, it's all about you know player retention. So having those seasons, having where, you know, there's either new modes, new guns, uh, just adding something new to bring you back into the game. That's, that's where it's at right now. Like that's, that's, you know, they're doing it in Modern Warfare. Of course, they're doing it in like, you know, Fortnite, um, Apex, you know, Fortnite had a really good, like, you know, reset of the game when they jumped into, which is essentially Fortnite 2, where they, uh, added a bunch of new features. So, you know, whether or not, you know, this game is going to do that, I doubt it. Um, I just think that's how, like, multiplayer games are, are sort of built right now is the whole live service. And right. season passes, that's just, I, you know, you hate to see it, but that's just, you either hate or you love to see it, but that's just what's part of the culture now as a season pass. Cause like, my, uh, once I, you know, once again, you know, I only played this and like one other game, but the other game was Destiny 2. That's what I want to talk about with Destiny 2 is that, you know, there's a new season. Um, they reset like your seasonal artifact. So 
it's not like you're starting back at square one, but if you're the type of person that you play with builds, then you're sort of resetting in that aspect. Um, I mean, just looking back at just the last decade of games, look at stuff like Diablo. Uh, Diablo has been really successful with seasons. Um, look at Overwatch. Overwatch has been successful. Well, well, they've been successful. No, I mean, they've been successful. Yeah. I mean, they've been able to release, like, all of these maps and characters mm-hmm. and, and modes and stuff for basically free just off the strength of, of loot boxes. Now, that's that's the thing is that, like, you know, all the customization options come from things you have to grind for. But, I mean, that's the trade-off, right? Yeah, and, and that's something that happened to me in Destiny 2 this last weekend was I realized that looking at my season pass, like, progression – there were a couple of like armor pieces that you know I I would have I would have had to like literally grind all weekend to get, but I'm an adult and I have shit to do, so I I wasn't gonna have that. Like I played a little bit and I was like, man, fuck this. I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm one I'm not gonna like lose my sleep trying to grind out these levels, and two, miss me with the bullshit. Like they they they. They introduced like a little thing where it's like, oh, you could use your your silver to level up. Mm-hmm. No, we don't do that here. I, I, I'm I'm good. I will if if I unlocked like a couple of things, but at that point I was like, I'm good. Yeah, like, I I just missed out on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that was me for a while. At first, it's like it's fun to chase the the carrot, you know. Um, and, and you, you do that for a while. I did that happen to me in Overwatch. You know, I'm going to get all the summer skins. I'm going to get all the Halloween skins and et cetera. And then after like two years of that shit, man, you just go, maybe I'll, I'm just going to get the ones I kind of want. And if I don't get the rest, then oh well, you know, you just kind of throw your hands up in the air. Um, A lot of this is built around FOMO, which is absolutely, if you, if if you don't know, FOMO is fear of missing out. And like, if you're, if this is the type of game that you play, like let's say you play Destiny 2 year-round, you play Call of Duty year-round, if if you're the type of gamer where like people have stuff and you don't, that's going to mess with you. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get you to either keep playing the game, which is, you know, player retention, that's what they want, or they're going to get you to just buy a bunch of loot boxes. So, I don't know, we're, we're in a weird place right now in gaming. Like, it's it's... It's there's certain things that are cool about like how certain game mechanics work, but then it's still sort of grimy with how they're making money off of us. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I after like you know researching and like just sort of being in the industry as long as you know I've had, like I can understand why they do what they do. I just feel like I wish there was a better way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Honestly, like this next this next decade, uh, we're definitely gonna see new trends pop up, and you know whether or not it's really good for us, whether or not it's bad for us, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. what's forward. To. Well, in the next couple of weeks, you'll be hearing about our 2020 <laughs> analysis. So I'm sure we could talk plenty more about that. <laughs> yeah. So definitely tune into that, guys. You know, we once again have our game of the year episode. We also have our preview into 2020. I guess 2020 slash next decade. 
if you want to sort of look at that too, I think I might oh, dive God. deep into that. Ugh. I don't know. It depends on how much time I have in the next couple of weeks to really like pull up something for that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's all I got from Modern Warfare. Was there anything else you wanted to say about Modern Warfare? Um, no, I think that about covers it. I'll probably say something whenever I reach the end of the campaign, which hopefully will be soon. Um, it, it feels meaty. Like it, it just, and it, and that's good because yeah. you have, you have like that crowd of people that will play Call of Duty just for the campaign. So right, it's right. good for those type of people. Maybe those people might jump into multiplayer. Honestly, like I know people that once they finish the campaign, they sort of just sit around with the game. They don't really mess with multiplayer too much. So right. it's good to hear that, you know, the campaign is meaty. Yeah. And to be quite honest, it was a, it was approximately half the reason why I got it was the campaign. I, I really enjoyed the Modern Warfare campaigns and, uh, and I'm, the, I'm that weirdo, you know, who is like kind of whatever about the multiplayer with the exception of the original and you know, the campaign was where it's at. And so far it's delivered. Like I've, I've, I've really had a lot of fun going through it. So um, I, I haven't even downloaded the, the, the spec ops section, which apparently you have to do. I did not know that, but that was a completely separate Wait, what download. The, what the fuck? Wait, what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? You, you, it's an additional 15 gigabyte download. I am not joking. So, like, when you boot up the game, like, you have four options. You have campaign, multiplayer, spec ops, and then options. If you try to go to spec ops, you'll immediately bring up your storefront screen and be prompted. And it would be free. Well, I guess it's it's PlayStation, so that's what you get for the PlayStation version. Um, but it's an additional mode you have to install on your PlayStation. I I had to remember where I was. I was about to say something. Oh. Listen. <laughs> What? That's stupid. I, I'm done. I'm this. Yeah. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if you wanted to play some co-op, but you know, 15 gigs. 15 gigs. Yeah, I got. It. Thanks for saying that, because I would have been pissed. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll have that running. This fuck. The game's already like a hundred gigs now. It, it's already. Point. Yeah, it's a hundred. It's probably more at this point because this recent patch. So, so, so I. What the fuck? I got to look at my hard drive now because. Modern Warfare apparently now is like 100 gigs. I also play Destiny consistently, so I know that's well over 100 gigs. Right, right. So that was what I was playing this week, Chris. I what you been, what you been playing? I know you already kind of mentioned Warf- Modern Warfare, but um, did you want to talk a little bit about something I, else you've been playing? I guess I can talk about Destiny, but I'm just I'm still tripping about this this, this space. 15. <laughs> what? All right. So Guardians try to like essence my inner Zavala right there but mm-hmm. listen so you know it's a new season you know we're out of the season of the undying now we're in the season I think the season of, of dawn okay sure something sure. like that sure whatever let's go for it um we're back on mercury we're back with Osiris Osiris showed up he's like yo guys guardians guess what Time is fucked up once again. I need you guys. Let's fix time. Let's okay, fix okay. the timeline. Mm-hmm. And the, the the big pull behind this season is that, you know, the Cabal, which, you know, if you, if you play Destiny 2, those are the those are the main antagonists of the main story. Um they they're a little salty. They're a little salty that they lost the Red War. And 
they found out that, hey, if we go to Mercury and we mess around with like these, you know, these Vex like machines, we could go back in time and rewrite history so that we, that the Cabal wins the Red War. So like one in one, that's already bad. Okay. Um, but I, I, and I haven't done this mission yet, which I think is coming up. Uh, but the, the, the next twist behind this whole season is that one of like the, the legendary guardians of the past, you know, Saint 14, uh, he was a, it's Saint 14 was like a, you know, for one, it was like an exotic, uh, headpiece for the Titans. Yeah, I feel like I remember but, this. Yeah. So it, you know, it, it's a, he's like a, a guardian who like pretty much sacrificed himself, you know, to save, like, I think it was, like, a certain bat. There's, like, a lot of lore to this game. I'm trying to pull it together. Mm-hmm. Um, he essentially, like, sacrificed himself uh, in a battle to stop the Vex from, like, you know, winning or taking over the world or something like that. So, uh, so you know, up until now, Saint-14, you know, he, he you know, he, he's, he's dead. He died. Um, when he played Destiny 2, um, whatever the original Osiris... Uh, DLC was there. It was eventually like a, a a mission string where like you would walk into a room and you would find like his body sort of like floating in like what seemed like you know like a mummy wrap, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. It was like you know the uh, the ghost comes out. It's like wow, like the the Vex like they respected Saint Fourteen so much that they actually gave him like a proper burial, which is pretty cool, which is pretty sad, but. Um, you know, that was that at that point, you know, Saint 14 was dead, mm-hmm. but with this story that did not No, exactly. Osiris is like, yo, if they're, if the cabal want to change the timeline, we should change the timeline as well. What a genius. So there, you know, the, the what I feel is the big pull behind this is that, you know, you go back in time and you help save Saint 14. And sort of rewrite history where now he's alive, he's mm-hmm. in the current timeline, and he's here to help you stop the cabal from changing history. Destiny, like I love this whole like, you know, the they're taking live service and like they're trying to like keep the narrative going, like while time is going. So instead of just you know putting putting out like a dlc where it sort of just stops at one point like every week this narrative is like continuing uh they've done it with destiny 2 where uh, well at least with forsaken mm-hmm. where every week is more narrative that was given at some point certain characters sort of like you know showed themselves they hinted like certain enemies that are going to show up in the future so all that's really coming together now and it's, it's, I mean, it, it's cool if you've been following Destiny. I'm pretty sure anyone that hasn't been playing Destiny is like, yo, what the fuck is this guy talking about right now? I, <laughs> I, it's one of those things like you sort of have to be there to sort of understand it. And which is really interesting is that I'm actually helping two of my friends, uh, you know, Destiny 2 is free to play now. Um, so they went ahead and downloaded, you know, the Destiny 2 New Light. And I'm sort of, I'm trying to like walk them through everything, but it's really weird because I feel like with new light, 
you're jumping into Destiny 2, but without the story. That sounds terrible. Yeah, so like I'm I'm walking them through stuff and I'm like I don't I'm trying my best to like narrate and like explain things, but like it's 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 not that it's bare bones, but it's I feel like half of the reason why I've invested so much time in Destiny 2 is that I actually fuck with the lore like pretty heavy. Like there's um I want to shout out the YouTuber, my name is Bife, and if you listen to his stuff, he goes like in depth with the lore of destiny mm-hmm. and like to the point where like at one point i was like this, this dude was like tell me bedtime stories of like how <laughs> certain how certain guardians you know risk their lives to save battles and whatnot i was like yo like i they need to turn this into a book a netflix series something like, dr I, seuss's destiny yes <laughs> so yeah, like, I feel like you're taking out a huge part if you're not really getting the story behind it. So, you know, Cedric, Mark, if you're listening, which I hope you are, but you're probably not, um, I'm going to try and talk you into, and this is, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I think I'm going to talk you into buying, like, the Destiny 1 Complete Edition and sort of starting you from there. Because if you, if, I feel like to truly appreciate the lore of destiny i feel like you have to you sort of have to like you have to go through the vault of glass you have to take out crota yeah you have you sort of have to go after oryx i'm kind of surprised that they never really made a way like a good way to experience that past content it's really weird because when you start new light they essentially brought back the very first mission from destiny where you're like you're being brought back to light from your ghosts and you're mm-hmm. on earth mm-hmm. and they like the whole first mission they brought back and that's the first mission if you're doing uh, new light okay but yeah. at that point after you finish that first mission you you could go straight to the tower which sort of bypasses like the whole timeline of you know the tower being destroyed and the red war like right. all that stuff has like passed already so it's i don't know it's tough like i feel like if you it's it's honestly if you if you weren't there like you you know it's (laughs) you know i wish you were here type of thing right yeah 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 so um getting back you know to destiny 2 like i said you know there there's all that lore I'm I'm appreciating all this because you know if you if you bought Forsaken honestly at this point I don't remember which version of Forsaken not Forsaken um Shadowkeep Shadowkeep's the new expansion um I know you could have bought Shadowkeep but then there was like other editions at this point I don't remember which edition I bought but I guess it included the subsequent seasons that are coming out. So, like, I was able to just jump straight in and it's like, oh, new season. I'm able to get, like, the seasonal exotic. I'm able to, like, start all this new stuff. So, I was good to go. Um, with new light people, like, it's really weird. I'm not sure if, you know, I, if they wanted to jump straight into the season and buy the season pass, like, Mm -hmm. what does that include? Which I'm guessing is just, like, the current end game stuff for that particular season. That's what I think. Yeah. 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 So, it's it really falls down to like how you really digest the stuff and based on like you know talking to you know uh, Cedric talk well I haven't talked to Market about it but um 
like, if you're jumping straight into Destiny, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a different type of game. Like, here, like, hearing, like, 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 taking him into Crucible, where, like, he's, like, he plays Apex. He plays Call of Duty. So, hearing him, like, figure out that, oh, if I use my grenade, that bitch is gone until, like, it actually regenerates. Like, if I die, I don't get my grenade back. And mm-hmm. him, like, hearing him, like, put two and two together about, like, your subclasses and how that meshes well with, like, what gear you have on. Like, there's a lot that goes into Destiny if you're just, if you're just jumping into it. Like, it's tough to just jump into it by yourself. Because at this point, the game isn't really explaining anything to you. Mm-hmm. It might say something on the screen for, like, a split second. But at that point, if you didn't read it or you didn't understand it, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Yeah, so... I think it's a good starting point for people. It know. is. It really is. But I like if you're thinking about jumping into Destiny 2, I recommend... Um, at least jumping in with someone that like has been through it before. Yeah, I mean that's what I would say to almost anyone playing Destiny. Play it with other people. <laughs> Play it with other people. If you're playing it with like all fresh people. I I honestly can't recommend doing New Light. Do New Light if you want to see what the game's about. But if you see if you somewhat like what you're playing, just invest into you know. I think Shadow Keep invested into like whatever the season passes at the time. I I honestly, if I was a new light player and I was just jumping into Destiny 2, I wouldn't like it. I don't I I don't think that I'm the type of person I'm the type of gamer where if I don't really have direction, mm-hmm. I don't know, like I lose interest really quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, I sort of want to wrap up there. Um, yeah. that's all I've really played uh with this uh dlc um i'm really like i i'm really like trying to get my feet wet with it but at the same time you know we're working on this you know game of the year stuff working on you know stuff at like at work like our you know real life jobs so there's a lot going on like i have like stuff that's like way overdue that i have to work on so at some point i'm gonna jump into it yeah. get into it but uh that's really it that's all we've been playing this past week um once again i do want to shout out everyone that's you know still here still listening uh definitely follow us on facebook twitter instagram uh chat with us talk to us let's you know kick back and talk about video games outside of the show uh i want to hear from you guys if um if you want to once again we we do have the should i play that fanmail at gmail.com we want to get questions from you guys you know uh questions remarks how do you guys feel we still have that contest of hey just send an email ask a question say something literally just have to literally ask almost anything like almost anything and (laughs) we we will give you a gift card to playstation network xbox live nintendo eShop. We want to thank you for asking a question. That's, that's yeah, all. Yeah, really. Yeah, we, we want to read. We, honestly, we want to read the question on the air. So you know, obviously, it's got to be appropriate. But like you know, we'll we read it on air. You'll get a gift card. Everyone's happy. Um, you know, it's it'd be a, it's a really really cool way to see what you guys are thinking 
um, you know, when it comes to really any of this stuff. Yeah, because it's crazy. Like, I get questions outside of the email, like really good questions too. either questions like on through comments, through DMs. Like, I appreciate the DMs. I appreciate like all of this, but we also have this email. We're trying to like, I want to at some point, I want this to be a segment where we could like pull up these questions and read them on there yes that's 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 honest that's the whole point that's what we want so um you know definitely do that like once again should i play that fan mail at gmail.com put in a question we'll read it on air if it's good so uh next up let's talk about news uh we don't have a topic for this week because once again we're still building up for our game of the year uh but you know it's the end of the year. Like we're getting some, we're getting some decent news now. You know, we yeah. have a couple of, we have, uh, you know, the the, the Nindies. We've had the State of Play. Um, we want to go ahead and uh, catch up on an older story that we're going to give you an update on, and a new game is being worked. Or well, a new game of an old franchise is being worked on. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start it off with a quick update to Riot Games. Uh, we've talked about this in earlier episodes, but uh, Riot Games, they've had an issue where, you know, the upper management, they just, they, I guess sexist. Is that the yeah. best way of describing it? They were, you know, there was, uh, there was a sexist uh, culture at Riot Games and people just, they, they, they had enough of it. There were protests there were lawsuits and, you know, it got to the point where eventually the said lawsuit was settled out of court. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think the settlement was like, if you were a female employee from, I think 2014, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, they're, they're splitting up that settlement towards those employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's good. That's a step yeah. in the right direction. It, it's a step. Yeah. Uh, it's at this point, um, at least to me, it's all about, you know, keep that same energy. Like you've been called out on your BS at this point. Now you're apologizing with the settlement, but let's, you know, turn the, the culture around. Let's make this all inclusive. And, you know, I know Riot Games, they have a ton of games that they're working on right now. Right. Don't like, you know, please don't fuck it up at this point. Like it's, it's not even to the point where you're you're working with a clean slate. You're working with, you know, I feel like it's it's weird. They're working with because they worked on League of Legends. Mm-hmm. They're working with a lot, like you know, millions of people play League of Legends. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you want to set a good precedent for that. I mean, they, didn't they just have like this whole? They just had like this whole blowout right of all the these these games they were just working on um that was right right yeah yeah so yeah so you know at this point you know make it make it known that the culture is changing internally so the people that are actually working on these games they're being taken care of um once again we're going into 2020 guys like at the end of the day Keep your hands to yourself. Keep your hands to yourself. Like, and it's sad that I have, that you have to say this to grown adults. Like, this is stuff that you told, like, like, little kids. Like, you told, uh, 
elementary students, you told, you know, middle school students at, at some point you're telling yeah. high school students, like they should know better, but these are like 40 something year olds, 50 yeah. something year olds. Keep your hands to yeah. yourself. Like and just, it, and it's something it's important to note when we talk about stuff like this too, that like these things are, have always happened. This is only one instance that just happened to get reported on, but that there are countless others, especially in this industry. I mean, and across all industries, really. But but this one particularly, like, you know, this is not new. This is not some, you know, people just started going crazy recently. No, this has just always been happening. Um, and I think, you know, it, this is a this getting out is a good thing, um, and hopefully sheds more light um, on more fucked up shit that continues to happen in the industry. Yeah. So once again, this is a developing story. We will it, at, at any point, whenever something is worth talking about, we'll bring it back up. But, you know, kudos to them for at least stepping in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, next up, let's go ahead and talk about this, uh, this new game being worked on. Right. What you got? Yeah. So 2K games, they actually just opened up another studio, which. Mm hmm. They haven't done them quite a while, I, I believe. Um, and a cool note too about this is that uh, this is the this is 2K's first uh, woman studio head, uh, Kelly Gilmore, and they have established Cloud Chamber, and they are looking to build another in a Bioshock game. Ooh. Like, yeah, full fledged Bioshock. Um. You know, obviously, Ken Levine is no longer uh, involved. He's off on his own, doing his own thing with his own studio. But uh, they have ex- they have opened this studio up with the express um, intent of of continuing this franchise. We don't know quite how yet. Um, we don't know if this is going off of like the same story life. This is going to be some sort of like reboot or anything like that. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I just really, I, I really, th- I think this is cool. I think this is cool for several reasons. Um, number one, I mean, I really love Bioshock, the franchise. Uh, I, I think all of those entries are fairly strong and I'm looking forward to seeing like what Bioshock has to say in, you know, 20, in the 2020s, you know, like when it releases in the next few years, like it was a pretty, I would say maybe provocative is not the right word, but it was uh, it, it it presented some heady themes um, for narrative based like first person games, uh, first person shooter games especially, and uh, I think maybe the console's version of like a Half Life I think for a lot of people, and I really appreciate that, and I also like that they are focusing on Cloud Chamber. It looks like they're focusing on diversity and inclusion with their leadership positions um and distribution without within the company i think that is pretty awesome so definitely kudos all around yeah and i definitely want to just say that you know with this announcement of them working on a new buyer shock this has to be next gen it has to be. oh oh well, of course i think that goes I just, yeah i want to yeah. yeah i want to say this has to be next gen um i feel like it would be a mistake to make it cross gen I I would I would rather this like and and people like I know people they get mad at like you know being alienated being like feeling that they have to they're forced 
to buying a new console. But, but do you really think that a game that is coming out in like three years at minimum is is gonna be cross gen? Like, there's no way. There's no I, way they ju- they just opened the studio. There's no I, way this thing is cross gen. I'd hope so. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely going to be next gen only consoles or uh, games like that. I don't even know if that's like a thing that um that we should even be worried about. Like okay, that. Never say never. That's just how I am. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So it's um, cool to see. It's cool to see. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the other thing that I wanted to bring up really quickly was MLB the show is a good video game. That was actually something that was just on PlayStation Plus in October for free. Let's go Yankees. Oh, wow. And everyone else just shut the feed down right at that moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it, it's really, in, in all truth, it, it is a really good franchise. It's been, been hot for a minute. Now they don't have a lot of competition, um, out of the MLB space, but hey, I mean, they, I was to say, put, put some respect on, uh, what's that? <laughs> I can't remember the name of the franchise. You're not talking was about it, RBI, are you? It, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I couldn't, even, I couldn't even finish that joke. <laughs> yeah, it's not not good. It's not good. Um but the the franchise is really good. I it, but it is it is a sto, uh, Sony studio funded game. Like it is exclusively a PlayStation game until now. Starting in 2021, these games are going to be multi-platform. They have not specified which consoles exactly or which platforms exactly, but Nintendo. Yeah, I say we. Yeah, I feel like it's been. We know. We. Know. I mean, we know, but we don't know in stone. Like in the contract, it says multi-platform, but officially, I unofficially, Nintendo sent out a tweet with a baseball. Uh, Phil Spencer was out there talking about how cool it is that you know other people will get to play it. The actual Xbox account uh, was making mention of this. Uh, was making mention of this news. So it's safe to assume that this thing is coming to Xbox, Switch, and PC. What's wild to me? This is wild to me for uh, a couple reasons. Um, the main one being that we could possibly be seeing Sony, a Sony logo at the beginning of like, you know, the, or right after like the Nintendo or the Microsoft uh, logos, which is, Wild to me. We're starting next gen off with a bang. We're starting 2020 with a with a bang, baby. Um, and also, what does this mean for maybe other franchises? I mean, uh, it, there's uh, there are, you know, there's good reason to believe that this is special because look, MLB at this point, like that league is leaving money on the table right now because there's no there's literally no one else well no one else competent like trying to make these games and you know, there's, there's, they could be making a lot more money. They could be making Madden money, you know, NBA 2K money. But, you know, not to say that the Sony, the PlayStation 4 install base is small. It is not. But when you could also be making money on, on Switch and PC and, and the, the Xbox, like, why wouldn't you? So there's precedent to say that, like, oh, okay, well, this is just special here. But what if, you know? What if we start getting into the the third party game, um, or not third party, but like you know the 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 first party releasing on on other console game? Like that's 
that's interesting to me. I'm, I'm curious where else it could we be going other places with that. You know, I'm not convinced. I don't think so, but it's fascinating mm. to think about. It's a start. Um, honestly, like I feel like the way the industry is moving, it's all about making money right now. So like if you could potentially make more money off of your franchises, well, why not? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to see Sony Santa Monica, or Santa Monica, Sony Santa Monica, uh, make God of War on the Switch. Yeah. Like that's, I don't think that that's happening anytime soon, but certain things like this, it makes sense to me. That's why I'm saying like, look, I, I, I am not going to get my hopes up to see like cross generation or cross platform titles, you know, for, for big, big, big franchises. But especially specific ones, like I'm not gonna see Jack and Daxter on Switch. I don't, I don't think I could. I could see that Jack and Daxter. So? Come on. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's a, as a good test. That's a good test of a franchise to say, hey, yeah. Jack and Daxter collection on the Switch. Think about that. Uh, yeah. Because no, because at that point, that's not even like Sony, like. And like using one of their main studios, like they're obviously gonna like well, that's outsource. Not, that's Naughty out- Dog, though, right? That's Naughty Dog, but they're gonna outsource to another like you know what is it, Cloud Point? They're gonna outsource Blue to Point like, or Blue Point, yeah, Blue Point. Yeah, outsources like some other company that like will you know upscale the game and put it on other consoles. Like that's that's easy money. That's stupid money. Come on. Like I feel like that, especially with that Jack and Daxter. That's I could see myself playing Jack and Daxter on my Switch. Maybe the first one. I don't know. I I I am not convinced that that's going to happen. That's that's a Naughty Dog by proxy, like Sony franchise. Like I just I do not see that going there. Like I don't see what what they benefit from putting that on another console. Pretty much not like Man, the MLB situation. You know, like at some point when. When Jack and Daxter's announcer smash at this point or something like that, huh. yo. Mm. I could be eating my words in a few hours, but, but I will say that I think that the, the fact that, um, MLB is, you know, there's another, there's another party involved in this as well. Like, unlike Sony and Na- Naughty Dog, where it's just that ecosystem they're really concerned about, MLB is not really thinking in that way. Like, that deal is only really benefiting Sony. Yeah. That's that's kind of it. Um, so I don't know. It, it makes sense. It's cool. It's exciting. Um, it opens up some, potentially some possibility in the future, but let's not go too 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 crazy with that. Um, that's that's pretty much it, though. Yeah. So speaking about Sony, let's go ahead and um, quickly highlight Sony's state of play that they've had over this past couple of days. Um, Let's just talk about the big elephant in the room. Uh, we, did we talk about, I don't think we talked about, we didn't have the time to talk about this last week because it was so quick, but Resident Evil 3, the remake is official or official. officialer. Like it's, you know, it was leaked over the past couple of days and, you know, the state of play was then announced and we're like, Oh, we see, we see what happened. But, you know, Resident Evil 3 remake, everyone is excited. Uh, everyone's here. Jill's here. Um, Nemesis is here. Nemesis is here. Uh, and I, and I, and I am upset that I still haven't played Resident Evil 2, like that remake, but I've heard nothing but great things about that. 
So I'm excited to, you know, see that Resident Evil 3 is coming out. It's coming out pretty soon. I think they gave it, what, an April release date? April 2020. Yep. So, um, you know, so that's, you know, that's coming out. Uh, we have the Ghost of Tsushima, which they sort of teased a little bit, but will be at the Game Awards. So at this point, once again, once you, with you listening to this, it's already happened. So you tell us in the comments what you feel about Ghost of Tsushima. What if they just flashed at the end of that trailer, if they just flashed like a PlayStation 4 logo and then like shifted it to the side and then had PS5 as well? What if? They won't, but what if? I mean, I believe it. Like, honestly, some of these games that are coming out, I wouldn't mind waiting. <laughs> Until playing like the you know the up-res version on the PlayStation. 5. Yeah, you yeah you want to talk about cross-gen titles? Last of Us Two, Ghost of Tsushima, like those are things showing up on PlayStation Five for sure. Yeah, um, we could talk about you know a couple of small things. There's uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, the DLC, which we've sort of already seen already. Uh, they gave an exact date. Uh, that's coming out January twenty-third on PlayStation, and then a month later on Xbox. Um, no discernible reason. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um, Untitled Goose Game, uh, that is out December 17th, which also will be out on Xbox Game Pass. Shout out to them. Uh, Dreams, which is a media molecule. Their big game is a, I mean, it's, it's been in like some sort of like weird open beta slash yeah, early, early access. Early access. I, uh, could have sworn that game was it like out out. Yeah, no. I mean, with the the game is essentially like you create stuff. So I don't know. I certain feel I, I feel a certain certain way about games like that at this point. But uh, people that have played it have, that have like created stuff like they love it. If you're into that, that's cool. Yeah. That's out February fourteenth. Um, if you're Still playing Battle Royales. Uh, you got a new one to try out next year in 2020. Spellbreak will be out. Uh, they're doing some closed betas early 2020. They're going to have an open one mid-2020, and then at some point afterwards, it'll be open for everybody. Um, we have Predator out April 24th, which, I mean, we've seen a couple times so far. I don't really... Yeah, I mean, it would, it's like evolve. I feel like I've said that before with this thing. It's like yeah. evolve, right? Or I don't even know what else to compare it to. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. So that's, that's whatever it is whenever it comes out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, I guess we want to wrap it up with, uh, Babylon's fall, which, well, that ends, was it super, super liminal? Is that how you say that? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, those two games, uh, they don't have a date. Babylon's Fall looks really cool. It's like a action game. Yeah, it has almost like an aesthetic feel of like, uh, of Nier Automata. Yeah. Um, and then Superliminal, I, I don't remember this game. Do you, do you need to describe it? Nope. Oh shoot! <laughs> Literally cannot. I don't even remember what that game is. I'm not yeah. even being funny. Like I, did. which I'm, I'm sure it, it probably looks cool, but I, I literally do not remember it at this point. Um, I was, I saw this thing, like I saw the state of play, but not like 
that particular thing. Oh, wait, wait. That was the, um, that was the epic, that was the epic game, right? That, I, I want to say that was the one that reminded me of, um, Portal, but not in a lab. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. That's exactly, no. Yeah, it's like, um, uh, Stanley's Parable, sort of kind of. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, that game, that, that game did look cool. That, that game actually did look cool. Yeah. Um, it's and, like and a first, was, first person puzzle game. So. Right. Yeah. That yeah. looked, that looks neat. And I was, I remember being disappointed when I didn't see a date on it. So. Yeah. That, um, that was, was that VR, by the way? VR only? I think so, but it is on the Epic's game, Epic Game Store. So. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. So, okay, I, yeah. I, so yeah, I guess at this point, um, oh, for twenty bucks, mm, I might have to look into this. But um, I guess at this point, a lot of these Epic Game Stores uh, exclusives are now starting to be released on other platforms. So I know uh, this is out next year with no date in particular. But I think uh, Hades. I think will be out soon. Oh my God! Please. By the way, super. super oh my God. Super super liminal is not VR. I thought it was. I apologize. Um, Hades was Hades not in the that wasn't in the state of play, right? It wasn't. I'm just bringing up the fact that these Epic Game Store exclusives uh, are sort of like dropping the exclusivity pretty soon. Okay. That will certainly or certain games. Great. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to Hades because uh, super massive. Supermassive is one of my favorite um, developers. So, you know, if you, in case you didn't know. Yeah. So just always want to shout those guys out. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So that's the state of play. Um, all in all, good showing. Um, granted, I feel that this state of play was spoiled by a lot of leaks. Um, either by a lot of leaks or just stuff that we already know about. Nothing was really new or like you know sort of like oh wow i never saw this one coming that that wasn't the state of play the state of play we sort of already knew about so um and with this day and age like it's hard to really surprise the industry like if you follow the gaming industry if you if honestly if you're if you're the type of person if you're listening to like shows like this uh if you follow up on stuff on like reset era a lot of the stuff doesn't really surprise you anymore Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just, you know, Sony, keep it up. I appreciate the state of plays. I really do. Yeah. Um, so next up and the last, uh, topic for, or news piece for today is the Nindy World. Rod, what you got with that? The Nindy World. So these are the, uh, the little. Oh, whoa, snippets. whoa. Little, little. Well, I, Oh, I didn't quite finish that statement, but it, they are the <laughs> they are the uh, the other showcase for like the smaller showcase uh, for. Whoa, just, whoa, whoa! Smaller, smaller, smaller in development <laughs> team, but big in heart. There we go. That's uh, what I'm talking about. But in all seriousness, like, I really do love these, these little showcases because the way, reason why I love these showcases is because, uh, I mean, I love indie games in general. Um, you, you know that. Like, I, I try to, you know, I don't even have to go out of my way to try to play these games. Like, I, they, they are always insanely interesting looking. Um, and the line has really blurred between what 
is considered indie and not, especially as just you know gaming has progressively gotten more mainstream. What's I'll up? I'll say that I after this year, like I've played indie games over the past couple of years, but this year by far has been like the most I've played these type of games. Yeah. And the most I've enjoyed these type of games. Yes. So, like, my eyes have been opened, like, completely. I am a, I am a believer. Yeah. And, and guess what? There are literally, literally millions more of, like, where that came from. Um, and they're only getting better every day. So that's, that's really awesome. We've already played some, some games I think you'll hear more about quite soon, um, that were quite impressive this year. Mm-hmm. So, uh yeah, some of the the cool ones was uh was that the the show actually opened with Sports Story, which is actually a sequel to Golf Story. And Golf Story was the game from I want to say it was from last year. And it was like the very esoteric kind of golf game that wasn't even about golf, not what the golf. It wasn't that, but it was like almost like an RPG-ish type thing where, like, you're golfing, but that's not, like, golfing is not the point of the game. Like, you're not just, you're doing other things, but, you know, besides golfing. But, like, golfing is the conceit. It's very difficult to describe, but Sports Story seems to be covering all types of things. You're not only golfing, you're, you're, uh, you're playing tennis, you're bowling, you're doing a bunch of stuff. Like, it's, a, it's literally running the gamut of, in terms of sports that you can kind of do. We did see quite a bit of Streets of Rage 4. Oh, um, God, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. We saw, like, a good minute and a half trailer of this thing, um, and it looks good. Like, the music is so good. Like, it's stupid how cool it is. Um, and it, it and it looks nice, too. Like, it doesn't look shitty. Like, a lot of these games that have been these... these uh, long-awaited sequels to classic games they try to quote-unquote update the graphics and make it look like hideously modern is what i would say and this does not look like that this art looks super sharp uh so you still feel like they're in the you can tell that like the planes of of uh like character space exist like on the game screen like you could tell since it's a side scroller it's a beat-em-up um 2d but like you can clearly tell what's in the foreground versus the background um and it doesn't look strange but it's not it's not quite 3d but the models like look that way very interesting um and they they introduce a new character which i who i do not think that we have seen yet um alan hunter alex hunter something like that but he looks rad as hell can't wait to play that guy um skatebird is exactly what it sounds like it is literally a bird that skates if you ever wanted to play tony hawk but actually wish that you were a bird and oh my god i think i just got what they were going for oh my god yeah like people wow. were people were eating the stuff up on twitter which once again i feel like i fully embraced twitter over the last couple of weeks follow me ssg black rot but yeah people were like I didn't, I didn't like watch the indie, uh, Nindy World while it was happening, but I saw like the fallout of like people talking about it. And like, this is one of the games where people were like, yo, I have to play this game. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
maybe maybe not for me. I mean, it it looked, you know, it was okay. You know, it's uh, it's all right. Um, the other game that we had on here was a game called uh, Murder by Numbers, and that was like a kind of looked like up my alley a little bit. It seemed a little, uh, I don't know. It, it seemed very cutesy. It was a little more cutesy than I than you would expect from a game called Murder by Numbers. It was the the trailer for it was actually hilarious because it was like this voiceover from this woman who was like, "Hey, have you ever wanted to have it?" Like it was like something. It was something where it was like, "Um, you're playing, you know, such and such, and she's like this really stylish girl, and she's super cool with a robot companion, and then they're wrapped up in a series of murder. Like it's just very like it's very jarring. Like the tone was was very jarring for this this trailer. Uh, but it is a uh, visual novel, and in the same vein as something like. You know, AI, the Sonian Files, or Phoenix Wright. Uh, the, the composer for Phoenix Wright is actually doing the music for this. And it was already catchy. Already catchy. And it has, like, definitely a detective kind of vibe to it. You are literally trying to solve a murder in this game. Um, the art style itself is pretty good. Like, I do like it. It's very detailed. Um, a lot of dark lines. I enjoyed it. Um, but that looks cool. Another game called Liberated, which I do not know much about. I had never heard of this game before in my life, but it looked awesome. It looked, it reminded me of Sin City in the fact that it, a lot of it took place between like comic panels and it was black mm-hmm. and white. It looked really cool. This is one of the few games that like I, I was like looking through like the list of games that were announced and talked about. And this is the one game that sort of like caught my attention just by like glancing through like screenshots. And I'm excited about this one. Yeah, yeah, this looks cool. I definitely have my eye on it for sure. It the art, the, just the style, the presentation style alone is enough to uh, to, to check that thing out. Um, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath was another big one. Mm-hmm. Yep. That that got announced. I want to say that did that drop already? I th- I think so. I think yeah. that one dropped. Yeah. I think that was the shadow drop. So um, yeah, they announced that, and that's a sweet game. I played that on Xbox. 360 or one of your OG Xbox. One of those. I know I played that game. Um, and it is solid. It is a, it is a good game. So everyone should play it. Um, and then the big, what, what I think was maybe the biggest announcement for a lot of people uh, was, uh, Axiom Verge 2. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have actually not played the original Axiom Verge, but I have seen a lot about it. I've, I've heard a lot about it as well. And I hear it's really, really good. So I want to get my hands on it. And this looked, this looks cool too. Um, I mean, it looks like the first one, but I mean, that's not a bad thing. The first one looked really neat. Um, this one seems to have, um, a similar, similar graphical style. And you get a little gadget with the, I'm not sure if it was even in the first one. I don't know much about this game, uh, at all. Um, but I, except that I just hear good things, but you have like a little gadget that can kind of like go into small crevices and explore different areas of the caves that you're exploring, I guess. Um, it looks neat. The, the game looks, looks sweet. I feel like a, a dumbass for kind of missing this game, um, and all the hype surrounding it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that was big. But I was going to say, that's what, that's what 2020 is for. Like, you know, this, this past year, I fell in love with Undertale, and that's what sort of sucked me into, like, trying out as many indie games as I can, or at least, or at least games that I've always heard about. And I, I know at some point, either through PlayStation Plus, through the Humble Bundle, like, I know I own Axiom Verge somewhere. I just right. don't know where. 
But once I once I find out where, I will play it at some point. And I then, will play it. Yeah, and then play Axiom Verge too. But the Nindy World, I mean, it's, I feel like this is a really good showcase. Like, you know, yeah. once again, like, I can't say this enough, but definitely check out, I feel like indies, like, if you're sick and tired of, like, you know, AAA games, you're sick and tired of, like, how, how you, how, like, as a gamer, you feel, you feel like you're being milked the whole time of, like, through, like, loot boxes, DLC. If you're tired of that, Take some time, try out like some of these indie games that I know, you know, Rod, you for, I will give you props for years. You have been shouting out indie <laughs> games. Like, I have. you have, like, you have been on that train, you know, as of, you know, 2019, I am now on that train, like, fully. Like, I am in the front car with you pulling, pulling <laughs> the horn. I, like, I'm Welcome. all for, I'm all for indie games. Like, try it out. Like if you're if you're you know, and I feel like that there's so many different type of indie games that you honestly like if you like a certain type of game or like growing up you remember liking a certain type of game. At this point, I'm pretty sure someone has made some sort of indie game that will like will exactly. make you yeah will suck you into this indie world. You're 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 bound to find something. There's too there's too many different options it's what i say about beer all the time it's like when people say like i don't like beer it's like do you not like beer or do you have you just not found the beer that you like yet like there are there are too many types of genres too too many different talented uh people who you know make experiences that do not feel like anything else on the market like you can't play a game like um you cannot play a game like Sayonara Wild Hearts and then turn around and play Transistor and then turn around and play Undertale and tell me that you got the same experience or even a remotely similar experience like playing those three games. Like there's there's no way. Um, so, yeah, give something a shot. You know, um, you're bound to find something. Yeah. So um, at this point, that's episode 42 that's it in the back mm-hmm. yep and you know once again we're gearing up we're getting ready for like you know this end of the year game of the year um we are looking forward to uh um you know our our look and preview into 2020 um i i, I sort of want to do a deep dive into like the next decade but that's really ambitious I gotta like pull back a little bit. Maybe that might be another episode. That might be the, that thing doesn't mean another episode. Let me be realistic. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be just that's an episode. It's, yeah, cause that's a lot. So we got things that we're working on, you know, not only on these shows, but there's, you know, more content that we want to drop. Um, once again, always want to shout out, you know, the listeners. Uh, I want to shout out people that, you know, you know, I'm talking to on like social media. Like I enjoy these conversations. I enjoy like I'm every now and then I get uh DMs talking about oh well at least people asking questions about like hey should I buy you know holiday season Christmas is around the corner. I've been getting questions about hey, you know, should I get my kid this? Should I, you know, buy a Switch Mini or should I buy a regular Switch? I'll answer that right now, y'all. This the Switch the uh, Switch Lite 
I, I, I can't give like my full, like, you know, stamp on that because of the drift problems. Like if, you know, yeah, you're saving a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a portable switch, but I feel like at this point, there's too many cons that outweigh the pros. Mm. Yeah. So I guess my hot take on that is definitely if you could find a good deal on the newer model switch, you know, and at this point, you know, you have some places that are giving you gift cards, they're giving you eShop cards, try and find some sort of deal on these newer switches. Be careful of the bundles. Like I know there's a Mario Kart bundle, um, which it's, it's a good, it's a good bundle because Mario Kart is a great game, but you're getting the older system. You're not getting the improved battery. You're not getting the updated like switch model. So if you like, if you like future proofing your purchases, I, I would look for the new model, which, you know, if you're trying to say, well, how do I know it's a new, if, if this is a new model, they, the box is different. I think the, the newer model is like an all red box. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, at this point, I don't think you'll really find too many of the older models unless it's part of that Mario bundle, Mario Kart bundle. So. It's kind of crazy my- that they make it so like obtuse. <laughs> yeah, but that's Nintendo. Mm, yeah. And I hate that that's the thing, but come on, Nintendo, let's do better. It's 2020. Yep. Do better. But, yeah, do better. Um, so, so that's, you know, that's my hot take on that. But once again, I love the questions. Once again, either on my, you know, wherever you follow me on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I'm on all of it. SSJ Blackrot. Or if you're following the actual should I play that page, we're still answering questions on that too. Uh, send in the questions, send in the comments. We appreciate you. Rod, what you got for us? So I wanted to mention just really quickly that, and you know what, I'll, I'll probably say this at either at the end of the year or at the beginning of next year. Um, but I, you know, like you mentioned earlier in the show, the Spotify stats and SoundCloud stats, like we, we saw some of the stats um, for the year so far. And I'm really truthfully, like blown away and um it was like we were having a conversation you know pre pre-show and you know it's it's sometimes it's hard to it, it's hard to come into this every week and realize that like you know oh yeah you're putting something out for people <laughs> for people to listen to like i i'm just having a conversation with you like for an hour and a half or whatever like that's like that's what we're we're where that's what I'm doing here, you know. Um and to have like tangible numbers in that sense, to see how much content you're putting out, to see who's consuming the content, it is um it's overwhelming, uh, to be honest. And we've gotten so many nice comments. Um, you know, personally, and even on the site, like I'm looking now, we're getting comments, like we're getting reviews um, on, you know, some of our platforms that we're on and, and it's really, really special. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words, like as to what, to how to express um, 
my thanks to everybody, just as usual. So, you know, like we always say, um, the biggest thing that you can do for us to support us is to um, continue commenting, um, you know, give us a review if you have it, um, give us a star rating. That helps so much. It increases our visibility. Um, and, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, everybody. Yeah. So once again, with that guys, um, like, you know, with this next week, you know, with this month, Christmas is here. I know some people, you know, bah humbug. Some people are like that with Christmas. Some people, they appreciate Christmas. Uh, just take it with the small things. Like, for some people, it's not that deep. For some people, it's everything. But at the end of the day, and it's sort of like sit back and, you know, appreciate what you have. Appreciate, you know, life in itself because no matter like how well or how, how bad you're doing you're still here and if you're listening to this we appreciate you like you're like we you know rod and i we think like we're talking to you right now we appreciate it and um just you know take take it a step at a time take uh you know take things in strides appreciate everything that you have drink water moisturize your ankles wrap it up (laughs) y'all have fun and play video games stay beastly peace